Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Sivia Gover, author of the new book, Dreaming on the Page, Tap into Your Midnight Mind to Supercharge Your Writing. Jean Benedict Raffa wrote about the book, packed with fascinating tips, prompts, and exercises, Dreaming on the Page will spark your imagination and have you reaching for your pillow and pen. Do not miss this gem. You, your writing, and your dreams will be forever changed. Sivia, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jeff. I'm very happy to be here. Absolutely. Well, obviously, you wrote an entire book about dreaming on the page, but I'm curious, how can someone use their dreams to improve their fiction writing? Well, yeah, let's just jump right in. That's a great question. So fiction writing in particular, well, dreams in general have all of the elements that any fiction writer would envy. Dreams are full of surprising plot twists, memorable characters, strong emotion, vivid imagery. You know, I could go on. So any writer, whatever their genre, and a fiction writer in this case, would do very well to start by writing down their dreams because I know for myself, I sometimes, I'm not a fiction writer. That's one of the genres that I um, dabble in the least. Mm -hmm. But even I have dreams sometimes that I feel like if I just act as their secretary and take dictation, I have the plot for a novel. So there are so many ways that any writer, including fiction writers, can tap into their dreams to get an idea about a character, to get a great image to put into their work. And also, we can get into this if you're curious about it, is that all creative people and writers, anybody, can ask their dreams for assistance. So you can program your dreams as you're falling asleep in bed to help you see a character's backstory. I do dream work with a novelist who does this all the time. In fact, she has a couch in her writing studio where she takes naps when she's stuck. She'll just ask her dreams to please help her see, you know, a character's backstory or why she's so angry in this scene at her mother, you know, whatever. And and can you walk us through that? Is it is it exactly what you're you're saying? Where someone before they sleep or dream that they they kind of ask themselves these questions? How does that work? Well, that's exactly right. In my book, Dreaming on the Page that you mentioned, I actually give step by step instructions. Um, but the real simple sort of Reader's Digest version is that you become a conscious dreamer, an active dreamer, meaning you start paying attention to your dreams so that you start to get into this flow. If you just try it tonight, it might work and it might not. It works better if you are in a flow of remembering your dreams. You know, that's the first intention to try or the first invitation, you know, tonight I'll remember my dreams. And when you start getting more adept at that, you can start with tonight in my dreams, I will learn or because dreams are so visual to phrase your question tonight in my dreams, I will see. So perhaps it'll be I tonight in my dreams, I will see the structure of my book or tonight in my dreams, I will 
um, see my character so-and-so. Um, and the only technical tip I would give is to make sure you write down your question and then to write down any dreams in the morning, even if they don't seem like a direct match, you can always try it, you know, several days in a row, but you create, um, what we call a contract with your subconscious once you enter into this conversation. So you have to show the dreams that you're serious, you know, write down the question and then write something down in the morning to show you're listening. That's great. Well, I'm curious, what led you to write this book, Dreaming on the Page? Well, what led me to write this book, um, I have a quote right towards the beginning of the book from my own journal from 1983, which dates me a bit. Um, and it basically says, I am a writer, a woman who shares her dreams. I am a dreamer a writer without words. So these two um, sparks of dreams and writing have been with me ever since I was a little girl. I always remembered my dreams from a young age and had vivid ones. And I always wrote. I started with poetry at age 10 and keeping a journal just a year or two later. So to me, there seems to be no distinction between the two. Sometimes when I'm talking, I'll say poem when I mean dream or dream when I mean poem. They're both expressions of creativity and of, you know, soulful thought and um, storytelling. So it's always just seemed so obvious to me. But over time, I realized it's not obvious to everyone. And so I wanted to do what writers do, which is share my knowledge, my enthusiasm, and inspire others. That's great. And I'm curious, do you have suggestions for someone who has trouble remembering their dreams? Yes. It's very funny. So just uh, last week it was, I did a book talk. My, my, I just launched the book last week, and I did a book talk at our local library, and there were people who came to that talk who were just writers. They didn't think of themselves as dreamers and people who came who are more on the dream side and everything in between. And someone asked that same question. And I said, you know what? Just from having attended this talk tonight, I bet tonight a lot of you who don't usually remember your dreams will. And lo and behold, in the morning, I got you know, a healthy handful of emails <laughs> from people saying, you are right. I don't usually remember my dreams, but I did. So what that tells us, and this happens to me over and over because I speak publicly about dreams a lot, is that the first step in remembering more dreams is valuing them and taking an interest in them. In cultures where people are interested in dreams and value them, they remember their dreams more than you know we tend to. So that's the first step. Get interested, read about dreams, talk about them. And then the next step is to put that pen and paper by your bed and um, make that intention to remember your dreams, write it down, and simply jot down what you get in the morning. And that works for 80% of the people. And if anybody tries that after several days and it doesn't work, then call me for part B. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And, and do you find that when someone starts doing that, that kind of the act of, of um, tuning into their dreams, so to speak, and writing them down, that, that then they... Uh, they actually start remembering more of their dreams? Yes. It's like a faucet that you turn mm-hmm. on and the flow can get pretty heavy. So once people start having a healthy flow of dream recall, you know, first of all, I work with people one-on-one with their dreams. So this is something I do with people a lot. Um, so sometimes people will come to me and they'll say, okay, this is getting overwhelming. I can't write all these dreams down, you know? So I'm like, okay, we need to adjust the flow a little bit. So um, yes, it absolutely works. And sometimes it works so well that you need to sort of adjust it. You need to give your dream a new instruction instead of tonight, I'll remember all my dreams. It's tonight, <laughs> I will remember one clear dream um, or something like that. Right. Well, I'm curious, how can someone use dreams to create a supply of writing prompts? Uh, um, well, Again, this is something that I talk about in my book. The The first part of the book is sort of laying the groundwork, you know, about mm-hmm. some of the things you and I are talking about right now, you know, why we don't remember them since we all are dreaming and why dreams and writing connect both from a scientific and, uh, you know, the brain science basis and psychologically and spiritually and creatively. And then in part two, we do exactly what you're asking right now is just this, you know, a whole section filled with prompts that are um, geared to help you connect with your subconscious mind and your dreams. And the beauty of that is, although I provide probably more than 40 prompts in the book, mm-hmm. your dreams are a constant flow of prompt making. You know, they're just spitting out prompts every night. So I'll give one quick and easy one is to start when you write down your dreams, give your dreams a title, you know, as if it's a story or a poem. Mm -hmm. And then after a few weeks or so of doing that or longer, you can look through your dream journal and just grab one of those titles at random. And because it came from your own subconscious mind, it's going to be evocative for you. And use that as a starter for a poem or story. Or, you know, list out five prompts or, you know, more and shuffle them up and play around and see if you can find a story or a poem 
you know, just by playing with those different lines, use those as lines to build from, be it a poem, a story, a song. That's great. And I'm I'm curious, can can someone induce a dream state for writing when they're not actually in bed or sleeping? Absolutely. And writers do this all the time. This is the funny thing about this book. One of my chapters is called Stating the Obvious, because sometimes it isn't. There's so much we already do as writers, and maybe you do it. I know I did it before I was even conscious. But we create what Robert Owen Butler calls, um, he calls it the writer's trance. Mm -hmm. Um, So we get ourselves into a little bit of a trance state in order to write. And I offer a few meditations in the book that you can do at your desk. And they're really quick and simple. You know, they take, one of them takes less than a minute um, to start to pull yourself inward and get into that sort of dreamy state. Another real um, easy way to do it is if you wake up, if you're a writer and you have insomnia, you could just say thank you, insomnia, because you've (laughs) just woken up at a time where your brain is, your neurochemistry is hovering between the logic and rational waking brain and the dreamy right brain creative creative side. And they're both sort of online at once. So early in the morning, if you wake up late at night, you're automatically in that kind of semi-trancey state where you've got some dream, you know, dream energy flowing along with your, your rational, more directed thinking that can shape something a little bit more into a story or poem. That's interesting. You know, just take it, you know, whatever you write with, preferably, Preferably not a screen in the middle of the night. You know, that's sure. the time for a notebook <laughs> on paper. But um, yeah, it's, those are just great ways to just tap into that uh, dreamy state. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned Robert Olin Butler because I've seen interviews with him and actually some video interviews where he talks about, um, and I think he even had like a writing book about, you know, writing from the place where you dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about getting in that trance state. So that's interesting. Well, well, um, I, I'm curious, uh, what books have you read recently that you enjoyed, either fiction or nonfiction? Oh, okay. So there are so many. I've <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading, um, I just finished reading the crying, crying book, and I'm stalling a little because I want to get her last name right because the book's not in front of me. Um, I want to say Heather Crystal. Um, but it's an amazing book. It's hybrid. Uh, so it's between memoir and poetry mm-hmm. and it's an amazing, just meditation on tears and crying. So I just loved that. I've been on a Elizabeth Strout kick as many of my friends have been lately. Um, so I've been reading backwards through her, um, body of work. I just, you know, I've read sporadically um, into her novels, and I've been reading backwards lately to go all the way back to the beginning to Amy and Isabel and Abide With Me. So I just finished Amy and Isabel um, in that trajectory. And then in nonfiction, I am reading Robert um, Alter's translation of Genesis, because the latest project I am writing poetically is I'm dreaming into the story of 
uh, the biblical matriarch, Sarah. And that's a project for which I am putting my dreaming on the page into practice for sure. That's great. Well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your book and using dreams to improve their writing? Yeah, I have a website, as we all do these days, com. but much easier is dreamingonthepage.com. It will take you there. Just all mm-hmm. one word, dreamingonthepage.com. And of course, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. My name, Sivia Gover. If you can spell it, you can find me on any of those platforms, T-Z-I-V-I-A Gover, G-O-V-E-R, or just dreaming on the page. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Sivia Gover, author of the new book, Dreaming on the Page, Tap into Your Midnight Mind to Supercharge Your Writing. The book is on sale now, so go buy a copy. And Sivia, thanks for doing this interview. Jeff, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.